You're listening to the Live, Lift, Play podcast, powered by the BrandX Method, world leaders in youth strength conditioning. Hey guys, welcome to the Live, Lift, Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and today I have uh, none other than Miki Martin, co-founder of the BrandX Method. And today's podcast is powered by the BrandX Method, and we are hoping to bring at least two uh podcast per month to you guys uh for everything to do with youth development uh, mental health fitness strength and just answering questions and trying to get the word out about uh helping kids move more and be more confident so mickey welcome to the show thank you thank you for having me on <laughs> no problem at all so uh unlike other, i know you've been on podcasts before and it's always the general kind of like, well, give us your background. We know like uh, you, you're, you're co-founder of Brandex Method, uh, but we're going to get into uh, the more specifics now. And if you want to know anything more about Mickey Martin, we will have the links to the website in the show notes. So you can click on the website and you can check out everything she does and other podcasts that she's been on. Um, but for today, we're going to talk about the importance of play and uh, from I've been to your seminars uh, more than once, and you you tend you you take the lead on the the, the part on the, this talk about uh, uh, play and its importance, and that's why we want to kind of delve a little bit deeper into that if you don't mind today. And um, for people that don't know, why is play so important to our education of uh, to to our children's education? That's a huge question um, because uh, it is <laughs> because it is so important. It covers so much. Um, yeah. But the, the, there is a lively research community um, on the subject of play now, and I, I bet your listeners have been seeing articles popping up. It's becoming much more mainstream that people are realizing how important, just how important play is, and primarily what we're seeing is um, social development. So we, we look at the movement side, obviously, and we'll delve into that later, what, how it affects movement development. But um, even more globally, um, play is a form of social development. Um, if Going back to early researchers, looking at animals in play, um, that's what they were observing. What are they doing? It's, it's practice at survival. So whatever a, um, a, a living thing needs to survive, that's usually what you see in their play. Now, if you think about humans not playing, then are we not practicing what we need to survive? And that's kind of a giant question, right? What's happening? What are we missing out on by not playing? It's so important to social development for children, um, just some very basic reasons is uh, if you think about some kids playing, they're, they're just, you know, a little mob running around and they, and they say to each other, Hey, let's, uh, let's go grab that rock over there. And then, you know, let's throw rocks at that wall. Well, they get tired of throwing rocks at the wall. And somebody says, Hey, let's throw the rocks over the wall. Let's see if we can move back 20 feet and bounce the rocks off one thing and then over the wall. So they're, they're experimenting the whole time. Yeah. But not only are they experimenting, they're working together to come up with rules because um, there are no rules. Free play exists in a, 
in a, a wonderful space where no rules are in play. So they are able to create those rules. Well, what that does is it allows anybody at any time to say, I don't like that rule, I'm leaving. So what does that mean as far as cooperation goes? If you wanna keep playing, you've gotta keep everybody happy. So you've got to learn to listen to everybody's viewpoint and make adjustments to keep the thing going. So there's, there are, that is just one aspect, but there are so many aspects of social development that occur while playing and through play that it's um, being found to be a serious problem in the mental health of our youth now that they're not playing as much as they used to and in some cases not playing at all. And we're finding so and, and why why would you why do you, do you have any understanding and i know like we could say screen time but why would uh children be playing less now than we wore back like so when i was younger and yourself we like as you said like we used to like run and like again pick up a rock and throw it and see if we could talk from 20 feet further uh what is I know it's kind of the millennial or whatever, kind of, but from your point of view, and you've worked with kids for so many years, you've seen trends happen. Um, why are we playing less or why are our children playing less? There are multiple reasons. Um, the emphasis on heavy academics and, and earlier and earlier, bringing academics down to pre-kindergarten levels and saying we got, we got to focus on heavy academics, that, that obviously means something else has to go. First thing has been rest and um, physical activity. So that allows for less playtime within the school environment. Obviously, the obvious bad guy in this is tech. People are always pointing to tech. Kids have all this. And it's not so much the itself. Um, I think we all have to recognize that going forward into the future, that's not something that's going to disappear. Tech is here to stay. Yeah. Kids are going to use tech. They're going to be involved with it. It's, it's got some addictive qualities. All those things are um, things we need to know about. But more importantly, it's what we're not doing, not what we are doing. So it's not the fact that they are using tech. It's that they are not playing. They, they have something else that's occupying their time. So it might be tech. It might be um, sports specialization. It might be they're in one single sport and their coach requires them four hours a day to go do this single sport, but they basically sit all day and then go hit their single sport and they don't have time for play and that people didn't understand the importance of it and are not prioritizing it. So our job really is just um, information, get the information out there so people can make informed decisions about how their kids spend their time. Yeah, um, I, I, with that then, obviously with, as we see with a lack of play, and as you said, like it could be, it's multifaceted, so it could be education, it could be sports, it could be like, again, technology. Then what are, like with the Brand X Method, what, what are you finding then when you get kids to have all of this, like what's happening, what's the consequences of this missing play as they age? So that, that, as, that, as that as you, school, you know, we we do see uh, signs of it, but more importantly, what's the, on a really global scale, um, there's there are articles and research out on what's happening really to millennials. Mm. Um, I'm sure your listeners have heard about uh, anxiety, yeah, depression, 
suicide and the levels just skyrocketing and everybody's scrambling to go what's different and there's so many things that are different it's pretty hard to pin one variable and say that's the thing but what we can do is say what do we know is positive about play and then when we see it not happening what are the results of that so one of the things primary things that play does and, and i alluded to this when i was talking about and survival is it's about adapt adaptation right yeah. so because during play you have the opportunity to improvise true free play provides opportunity for improvisation so we talked about the rocks so we're throwing the rocks and um, someone else throws a baseball through the field of where the rocks are and the rock shoots off. And now we go, oh, okay, let's see what happens when it, it's another different type of object. What, what happens? And, I, and each time we do something different and unexpected or unique in a play scenario, we're learning. And we're learning to adapt to the unexpected. Now, if we're doing that every day with a group of friends, we're out there, um, Playing, maybe we're playing a game that everybody knows. We're playing a uh, football or soccer, soccer, um, and it's really super muddy. And, and then we, and, and then we're playing on a pitch that they're they're working on. They're they're putting some sprinkler lines in, and, and so we have to leap over these these gullies. So different unexpected things happening cause us to adjust. They cause yeah. us to learn that we can deal with the unexpected, and learning to deal learning to understand that we can deal with the unexpected on the fly lessens anxiety when something new occurs in our lives and we're able to problem solve. So what they're finding as a direct result is kids who aren't playing experience anxiety when something new or unexpected occurs because they don't feel like they know how to problem solve for it. Kids who have a play history, they've experienced so much unexpected um, an unusual circumstance through play that they don't have that feeling that they can't address a new problem. So, it, it, and then anxiety builds on itself. There's social isol isolation from a lack of play and cooperation that happens when you're working with different people, creativity. Um, so, so it's a big deal. Uh, yeah. the, the level of anxiety and depression is, is, a, is a really big problem. And, and so what we can do as coaches is how do we, how do we get play, how do we get true free play versus directed play, which would be um, sport, you know, where there are rules and timelines and whistles and coaches and there's a stressors there. Mm. Something without stressors and just out with my friends running a pack and we're doing whatever we feel like doing, no timeline, no, no adults. How do we get the, that, the beauty of that and all those positive things into something that what we do is directed, right? You've got kids in your gym. There yeah. is a timeline. Yes. You've got some rules. They can't start throwing tomatoes at each other, right? So, 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 so you've got to have, how do we fit that in? Yeah. So that for, as coaches, as a program for kids and, and trying to do what's best for kids, we had to figure out how we stuff those beautiful things that come out of free play in so that we're um, helping kids understand how to experiment explore and adapt to new situations and that's one of the things that you you promote and like in, in the seminars and the, the pycc course is allowing time in class for just okay kids go play obviously because yep. you're in the gym there is some boundary rules as in like don't touch that or jump off this but generally like go play and just figure stuff out and again i'll like you you've said it but it also like kids 
are building resilience through play. And oh, you're, you're, you're building yeah. resilience. And as you said, then you're able to adapt and handle what life throws at you. And yeah, I, I do believe, like I, I strongly believe, obviously I'm, I'm a, like a follower and a fan of the Brand X Method. And we, we've worked with you for, uh, studied under you guys for six, seven, well, 10, actually 10 years um, <coughs> that I've been kind of, the one that, since I first met you guys. And what I found is that with our kids that we've worked with, we've helped them unknowingly to us. We've helped them under, over, under, uh, sorry, overcome obstacles in school, confidence in playing a sport, confidence in social aspects. And it's, it's, it's very rewarding as an adult to, to be able to do that. But it's also scary that due to play and being, as, you, as we said before, it's only one aspect of it, that kids are building anxiety, depression, and then the worst case scenario is uh, teen, uh, teen suicide. And like we spoke about in our last, with, with Jeff in the last podcast, like injuries are a norm. Uh, we don't want anxiety and depression to be the norm. It's all well, it's anxiety. Sure, everyone's on anxiety or, or suicide, God forbid, become the norm. It's like, oh, well, there's someone in every school that does it. Because um, that's, that's where I fear it goes. And then it's like, well, then where, then where do we end up? What generation are we creating? And I think with, with Brand X and, and with, with play, firstly, and promotion through the Brand X training centers around the world is helping kids to understand that, yes, play is important. It's helping parents to understand that they should want their children to play. And I know it's, a, it's harder and easy. You can't just like send your kids out and say dinner's at five and they'll come back in because you have to know where your children are at every time. But it is, there's such an importance to it. And I think that as far as I know, and from anything I've ever done, is that you guys are the only ones that have promoted place as part of one of your major factors when it comes to educating, uh, being educated by Brand X or the PYCC. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, our, our, we just felt like we couldn't sit. What, 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 where it came from really is, um, it, just the obvious, you know, our history with uh, the development of CrossFit Kids. Um, when we were working in CrossFit Kids, that was obvious to us, and, and it's, you know, been said a thousand times or maybe a million times, that kids have to have fun, right? They're not going to come back to do hard physical work yeah. unless they have fun. Exactly. So, so that was sort of the basis. Well, kids have to have fun. And then we started to see coaches misinterpret the idea of fun into being silly. Yeah. And we realized, okay, that's not, that's not, <laughs> we weren't saying be silly to keep kids there. We we're saying be playful. So we started looking into, well, who are the people that really know about this subject? And, you know, Dr. Stuart Brown is known as the, the father of play. Um, he has a TED talk, which is spectacular. And it is, it is titled play is more than fun. Yeah. And I just started getting, looking at that and then just led down the path of all these, these minds and the, and the theories of play and uh, research that's going on and saw, wow, play actually has a very specific definition. Free play means something very specific and it has these um, neurological results. So when we're in a state of play, we learn better. We retain memories and they state that we retain the, the memories are longer lasting and they're also what they call stickier. So 
That means that anything we're doing while in a state of play, movement or experimenting or social interactions, those are things we're going to recall better forever. So it's, it's, there, there are other really important aspects so far beyond the idea of fun and engagement that, that we just kind of started rolling with learning more and more. And unfortunately, because of the anxiety problems that are popping up, more research was being done. So we it was just the timing kind of that we started looking at that and then, then started hearing more and more about the downside. Yeah. The kids that aren't playing and all the things that are happening. So one of the ways that we can use that, those, that idea of play and get those great neurological uh, results, as well as BDNF, BDNF, the miracle growth for the brain, as it's called, um, is released during a state of free play. But as soon as you introduce a stressor, it's not. It stops. So if we go to uh, one of the real differences between free play and um, directed play, or what we would think of as a classic sport, is that classic sport has all those stressors, timelines, whistles, coaches, uh, you know, I'm worried about how the team's going to view me. Will I, will I pull through for the team? Um, I have to wear a uniform. I, every little thing like that adds up to be another stressor. So the potential for the release of BDNF is reduced. And the potential for the release of BDNF, miracle growth for the brain, is fantastic when you have free play. So how do we put that in our world? What we do is we use an interval of free play. Or sometimes we just say, hey, your game at the end of the day is movement solutions. Or, and what I mean by movement solutions is, would be something like, here's a bunch of stuff you can run around, jump over, crawl under, uh, push across, swing swing over swing onto do what you want yeah and let the kids get together figure out their rules what they want to do let them play let them experiment explore exploration and experimentation lead to the adaptation that lessens later anxiety about problem solving so we want to give them opportunities to explore and experiment very specifically and that helps us as coaches because that's movement stuff anyway, right? Yeah. So, so we really have this beautiful window where we can go, here's, we want you to move, but we want you to do it while exploring, experimenting, and with other kiddos, right? Yeah. So you can learn. And that's, that's uh, like, I, I like that aspect of what we do with the Brand X Method and, and in what we do here at FSM is that there is a, a part where we kind of go, like, let's go, just, just, just kind of mess around or we give them a challenge and like, right, you have to get all of this over there in this order or this way. And then just like, as you say, like if there's too many stressors, the growth hormone was BD, uh, sorry, BD, uh, BDM, was it? BDNF, brain derived B neurotrophic factor. BDNF. <laughs> 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 Uh, the full link of what that is uh, is in the, will be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, like as we see, is like when kids start playing sports and start getting more serious about their activity levels, not their play, then it starts to impact on them. Um, and in what you've just said, you've kind of literally answered the two of the three questions that I had left. <laughs> so we have one more question, um, and that is. Uh, how can a family unit introduce more play into the home? 
because there's a lot like how, how like how can we get parents to start introducing the art of play whether it's fleet play or some like kind of like constructive play um like what what would people kind of look towards would they look to their brand X center or is there stuff they can look at online or is there videos they can watch um i know there's a lot of questions there um but where would be where where would the family units start? Let's let's leave it at that. Where would the family start if they wanted to introduce so, more play? So what I would say to that, where where should you start? Think about what you enjoy. Think about what you enjoyed as a kid. What intrigued you? What did you want to do for no known for no reason, no purpose? What was inherently attractive? One of the definitions of free play is something that's inherently attractive, but doesn't have purpose. It has to be purposeless, voluntary and something you just want to do. So everybody has that thing, you know? Like I heard somebody recently say they wanted to uh, learn how to luge. <laughs> okay. They just yeah. wanted to, you know? Just that yeah. looks like fun to me. I'd love to try that. Um, for me, it was those, those giant um, plastic balls that people get in and run. And, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Zor absorbing, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know why, I have no reason. This looks like fun. So I know people have that, right? If you think about it, what is, the, what is this fun thing that you never got to try? Or do you find that when you're walking around outside that you hop up on, if there's a small wall that you just naturally, if you're talking with your friends, you'll hop up on the wall and walk on the edge of the wall. If you do that, then you're just, that's your, you're playing. You're mm. out there going, hey, I wanna try and experiment with this thing. So if, if you can find the thing that motivates you, or a group of things that motivates motivate you and talk to your family about it. Mm. What let's go try something fun together. What do you guys want to do? What motivates you? What's what's the thing that you really want to go do? Um, I also think it's very important. It is good as a family unit to demonstrate the um, excitement and joy of just doing something for no reason. Yeah. Um, and not always having purpose and, and, and understanding that that provides sort of a mental break for everybody, but incorporating other, other people, other families. So once in a while, get out with another family and yeah. what, do we, what do we want to do? Or also just unusual games. You know, you can make up your own, your own uh, stick ball with a foil ball instead of baseball with a baseball. Then, it, then yeah. all of a sudden everything changes. People are learning, having fun, make up the rules as you go. Um, getting outside is a key piece to it. There are also a lot of positive neurological benefits just to the fact that you're outside. So they say that that's, that will add levels um, yeah. to what's going on. As far as sites to look at, there are, there are so many. The, the, the biggest one I would say um, take a look at would be nifplay.org. Okay. Um, but there's, there's also a museum in the States called The Strong, which is based on play, and they go, they go into just many, many aspects of the play. Um, very interesting content there on that. And then there's a TED Talk and lots out there from a young man named Charlie Hone, who is a millennial um, or maybe even slightly older than that, who experienced massive anxiety and sort of went down the road of why am I feeling like this? Learned about, sat down, read Stuart Brown's book on play and um, just changed his life by becoming playful. Um, and he has a project called, called Recess, the Recess Project. And that is actually geared toward adults. Yeah. And getting adults to, re to remember what play is like and how it makes them feel 
and getting it back into their lives. So there's a lot of information in there as well. Um, well we so if you're looking at a family, and sometimes people are very reserved about it because they've grown up with this, you know, everything's about work and hard work. Yeah, yeah. And, and believe me, I, I definitely believe in hard work, but there's balance just like everything. There's a, there's a real balance and the mental benefits play just can't be, can't be skipped. So yeah. if you have somebody who's really reserved, that's kind of a good place to start is another adult who says, hey, look, yeah. this changed my life. And it's, it's, it is good to get outside your comfort zone. And uh, one of the things I, I, I would say to people uh, when they say like, oh, like I can't motivate myself in the morning. I said, and they don't want to meditate. And they don't want to do that. I said, well, what's your favorite song? Like it could be MC Hammer, Can't Touch This. Get your headphones in, get up before everyone else and dance around your living room until, and I guarantee you, once he finishes that song, you're going to be laughing, you're going to feel silly, you're going to release so much endorphins, and you're going to actually start your day off really good. And then, eventually, there's like, you know, like laughing is contagious. So if you if your family walks in with you dancing, especially my me, my son will laugh as 100%. Susan more embarrassed, but, you know, she signed, <laughs> she knows what she signed up for. <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll, um, I'll put those names and those websites in the show notes again. So like for more, if anyone, like anyone listening to this and wants to know more about it, uh, but for, from the brand X methods, cause that's pretty much the question. You kind of nailed most of my questions <laughs> in all. I, I'm a bit ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's Sorry. okay. It's good. It's good. Um, but for anyone that wants to know more about, um, Mickey Martin and the PYCC, the Brand X Method, and what they do to help youths. Uh, it's thebrandxmethod.com. Yes. And, and, yep. and our Instagram, which is just at, at the Brand X Method. Yeah. There is a lot on there. Um, and you can always DM us right off of Instagram as well. Yeah, and they'll get back to you. Like, they're not one of these companies that don't respond. They actually respond, which is good. Well, they respond to me, so I'm going to say that they're going to respond to you. Uh, <laughs> we try to respond to everybody as fast as we can. Um, they're very good. good. Um, we want to do, do the best we can for kids, and if yeah. people are out there interested in, in that mission, then we're there to talk to them. Cool. Um, so, guys, firstly, uh, I just want to thank Mickey for being on the show. Hopefully, we're going to have her on again. The, the purpose of the Live, Live, Play podcast, powered by Brandex, is to talk more about specific aspects of working with youths. And as I said, we're hoping to have this coming out every two weeks, have a show for you guys to listen to. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and we're on Podbean, so please like and subscribe to the show. And if you have any comments or if you have any questions about working with youths or becoming, if you're a coach and want to become certified, or you just want your child to start moving more and understanding their bodies more, then definitely check out, like, listen to the podcast, ask me the questions, and I'll give the information to the Brand X if I can't answer myself. And again, this resource is to help as many families move better and make exercise a part of their way of life. So guys, Mickey, first, thank you for being on the show. And guys, we hope to see you, well, we hope to, we will see you soon. And we are done.